0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Did we get
2: the right size? Yeah. Oh, you found that room there, brother? I yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to bury that puppy. Put it put it You know how expensive those plants are over 100 bucks now? Huh? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm trying to see if I can save a few. Hay una bendición uno poder trabajar así en la misma casa de uno y hacer lo que uno desea en el cuerpo de Dios, Dios. Por más que uno sea fano, no le puede añadir un codo a la caricatura. No Al Señor. Él sabe todo. A veces, hombre, le da pena ver los people struggling, ¿no? Donde Dios no hizo ya más que vencedores. si los people struggling. Es difícil para uno, pero en el tiempo de Dios aún esto es en el tiempo de Dios
0: Lord Talks Radio.
3: You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads and worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor.
0: Lord, we live our ancient ways. As you
3: bless your holy name, you deserve, you deserve us a- all.
0: great, you do miracles so great. so great, there is no one else like you, and there is no one else, but you do mighty things, and you do glorious things, you're a faithful God, Awesome you your name. Somebody come on! You do my, you do glorious things. You do glorious You're, a things. God. You're a faithful God.
3: Awesome name. We give the glory, God. You do mighty things. You, you do, my You do glorious things. things. You do glorious Your name is
4: Yahweh.
3: You're a miracle working
4: God.
3: Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working
4: God. Your name is You want to declare it? Your name, your
3: name. Your name is God. Your name is Yah
4: hey. You are a miracle working
3: God.
4: Miracle, miracle work. Miracle work. disease.
0: Your name is healer. You're a miracle word, Your name is Yahweh.
3: Somebody bless him. Bless him in this place. Your name is Yahweh. That I go Sunday I miracle word, Your name is Thank you Lord.
2: Thank you Jesus. Thank you Yeshua. Thank you Lord. Thank you God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Yeshua. Thank you Jehoshua. Praise the Lord. We thank you for your love, for your mercy that endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Help us, Lord, to do your wealth tonight, Lord. Not our will, but thy will be done, Lord. Hallelujah. If it's thy will, Jesus said, pray, pass is cup from me, Lord, but not my will. Thy will be done. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In obedience to the Lord, we are here. Shalom, shalom, my brother, and my sister. Welcome to the Lord Tower. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvy. Thank you, Lord, speaking to you from the highest. I believe the highest mountain in North Carolina, my brother and sister, twenty-five hundred feet up, up in the U.S. Shalom, sister Regina, brother Estrada, the Lord's servants, and everyone listening at home. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Lord. I have so much to share tonight. <clears throat> but the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. My brother and my sister, hallelujah. We apologized last Tuesday night. Out of the sun, we, we, we got this cold that it was really, really painful in our body. It, it felt like a, like a virus, but we pray, we pray. And the Lord took it away completely because we did took some medication, but the medication didn't do much, but the Lord's mighty power is great. Amen? So even if you had to take some medication, you know, pray. Always pray. Never stop praying. Don't think, that oh, if I don't take medication, I'm not going to get well. Well, <laughs> I tell you one 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 thing. We need to learn to depend and the Lord to heal us. Lord, I come against this cough right now. Oh, sickness. Oh, <coughs> sickness. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Spirit, I sickness, witchcraft and sorcery and black magic against my throat. I rebuke her in the name of Jesus, Lord. I grant healing. I declare and proclaim, hallelujah, healing by your strife, by your wound of I heal. Am I healed, Lord? I am healed. I declare myself healed, blessed. By you, Lord, I rebuke or cold or cough to go in Jesus' name, Lord. Clear my throat. Tell me to speak your word and your message. I cause the enemy will not be happy, hallelujah, but in Jesus' name, all things are possible with you, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Our struggle sometimes defines us in the Lord. When you struggle with something, brother was telling me, Brother, we have problems staying asleep and pr- and fasting i said well rebuke the spirit of sleep of sleepness looking at me like yeah brother we all gone through that and how do we overcome it by rebuking it by not just saying well i'm going through this how do i overcome it the same in the name of the lord the medicine is it's the same jesus he is the medicine for all for all disease and in his name what do you do you practice Every day, you claim healing, you declare healing, you buy no demon or principality in the name of Jesus. Through what he did on the cross, you proclaim healing over your life, deliverance, victory, and the Lord will give it to you. But you have to practice this. See, it doesn't happen overnight, like a lot of people want it. Ask, he says. What is the golden rule Matthew 8? Child and sister, Jesus is my right. Ask and thou shalt receive. So where are you? With asking, where are you with seeking? Where are you with knocking? It might be that you're not doing it enough. And it might be that if you're doing it, you're not doing it by faith, because without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you need to learn to practice this every day. And you find yourself overcoming. The first time I went to evangelize, I was fasting. I had my Bible. And I thought the people were not being healed delivered. Deliverance as I wanted to see it. I saw God using other evangelists, mighty men of God. And I went and I tried. And I thought I was failing God or failing myself. I don't know. that Maybe that was not my call, I was even thinking. Maybe this is not my gifting. Maybe this is not what God wants me to be doing. And then later on after practice and practice by faith, my faith will be an increase. Immediately several people will be in deliverance here at the same time. Now, what would have happened if because of my mistake, not God, not God, God is perfect. Remember, if I would have quit it right there and said, you know, this is not for me. I try it. It's not working out. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to lay hand on the sick, as the Bible says, that they will recover. You know? No. I keep practicing. I keep going to the second laying hand until they began to recover, and they began to confess that they were healed. Thank you, Lord. And then they were be tested by the doctor that they were will, they will healed. You see, but it took practice, more fasting, more prayer, more commitment, more believing, more seeking, more asking of the Lord to do so. And then you get better and better and better and better, and then you ask for the gift of healing, the gift of miracle, and you get better and better and better, and you, put it, you put them in practice. My, I was explaining to a brother that a mighty gift of God in your hand, some of these men that have developed a mighty gift, how do, how do they do that? Practicing. Practice makes better. Some people say make perfect better. And the Lord, you practice, you, you keep doing, you don't give up, you don't, you're not going to fail, God, you're going to feel like it because the enemy, is sure, you're going to have plenty of enemy telling you that, that that's not for you, that you're failing God. What a shame you are, they'll say. May the Lord be that belief, but amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. God is awesome. I have three revelations from God this week that I would like to share, one of them was so mighty, amen, uh, really powerful in the Lord. I'm going to share that tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I had a, I, I shared in the Lord's hour that at one time, I was taken to the throne a few weeks ago, and I saw uh, uh, behind the, the rear part of the wedding, if I will call it, the, the, the door was open, I can see the guests. But this time, the door was barely open, and I can see the guests. But this time, the guests were being moved to another place with the bride where they would be in position standing there waiting for the bride to arrive, okay? But there was one thing that really, really, and I should have probably downloaded cause it because it just, and it was the wedding belt. my brother and sister, that, man, it was hallelujah! It was so so. It was going on, my brothers and sisters. Allah. It it I had them. I could say for two days, okay. And I'm gonna show them to you how, I heard them, because they will not stop for two days. For some reason God wanted me to heal them for two days, before He gave me the revelation, and show me the open door. Of the wedding in heaven, my brother and sister ready. It's already uh it, it's really amazing how um the bride of Christ is about to be married to Christ completely finally uh, as the Lord has said to some people for all eternity. This amazing event is about to happen and 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 it's it's one of the most amazing outweigh waited event in all creation my brother and sister i believe because it's the final consecration the final joining my brother and sister that is about to happen we are about to be a part of it the bride of christ my brother and my sister and the lord showing me this my lord my god this is what i heard <phone rings> for two days, I was listening to those bells, uh, the church bell, uh, ready for the wedding. And it just kept going on and on, so loud, so clear. And I'm like, wow, 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 this is so amazing. And I knew it was related to the wedding at the bride of Christ, but I was, you know, since the Lord, for the two days, had not showing me anything until he did. And then in a dream, from, it's like from here, from earth. He opened my eyes and I could see clearly where i have been before then, that wedding place in heaven, a wedding castle, I call it, building, and I could see the real door where the guests are. The wedding bell was going on all the time. They were just playing, 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 constantly playing, playing. Constantly. And I could see the jack, either be a move, a the and it's just so, so incredible what this bell was going on, they, they they will be a move. And I knew that what they will be a move to is for the arrival of the Bride of Christ. So it, it is so close. It is so close, my brother and sisters. I'm going to share what the Lord, because I asked, I asked the Lord, and Lord, I know you've been showing me how close the great revelation is, Lord, and all these things are, where are we in related to the great revelation? He showed me. He showed me. <clears throat> my brother and my sister, it is incredible. Let me go into the Word. I'll be back to the revelation because uh, one, one of them, Father, came to me and spoke to me. I hope more people will join tonight because I know God will speak to them as he spoke to my life. Because this is in relationship to us, the Bride of Christ. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. So Matt, uh, not Matthew, Isaiah 24, behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and make it a waste. And he turned it upside down and scattered abroad the inhibitor thereof. Now, this part here, I could not remember this last, when I was preaching here on the Lord's Tower last week, okay, let me say, I could not, I did not come last Tuesday, so I believe it was the week before, okay, this word was in my spirit. And for some reason unknown to me, this word cannot come out of me. Okay, because I knew this going to be a, a a a upside down on the earth. And the the way I believe Jesus showed me a few years ago is, um, I saw an angel coming down, and the titanic plate will be a move, or position. They will be in position differently. Move, move. Okay. And that movement of the Titanic Plate, uh, you don't consider that, to, you know, because Titanic Plate is big. I'm not a scientist, but, you know, if you look it up, it gives you a large explanation of what the Titanic Plates are. Really I believe that's kind of like the position of the Earth. If they're tilted one side, the Earth tilted that side. But look what God says to the prophet Isaiah, that it would happen. And it's related to the... So the earth being turned into waste. Okay, again, Isaiah 21, 24, 1. This is very important. Keep this in mind. Keep this in your spirit. And remember, because I cannot remember for some reason, because this word has to come out today for some reason, this week, not last week, but this week. For some reason, it has to come out this week. Okay, again, behold, the Lord make the earth empty and make it a waste. Well, it begins saying that the Lord is the one doing so. This is not the work of man. This is not the work of anything else that we can give credit to, even in the Nephalians that, that some of you are in some part of the earth, I would say. But this cannot be appointed to fallen angel, the devil, or anybody else. God takes responsibility here, if you want to call it this way. Behold, the Lord make the earth empty. And then make it a waste, okay? So all these remove of these inhabiting in the three days of darkness, the Lord takes responsibility for it, like the Lord took responsibility in the times of Noah, the times of, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, Moses, even in the times of Noah, when he made the earth waste and, and removed the inhabitants on the earth through the flood, okay? Shalom sister Luna, he takes responsibility. It is his work. It is his mighty hand, my brother and sister. So you can get an understanding of what are we talking about tonight. Behold, the Lord make the earth empty and make it waste. Empty is removing the people from the earth. How is he going to do that? Through judgment. Three days of judgment, the beast will be released. And I'm ahead of myself. There is a judgment coming. I believe it's an earthquake. I don't believe the tsunami will happen. The tsunami comes after the three days of darkness, I believe. But again, everything is in the Lord's timing. If it does happen, God is in control. Because a lot of people will say, brother, but that's not the way you said it. Who's in control, me or God? God is. So we have to, we always have to, you always need to understand this. The prophet, we prophesy in part. There is a part that I don't know. One of the parts that I do not know is the timing. To put a day, a specific day to something that no preacher knows. That's why when it's relating to time and season, only God knows. And how He's gonna execute his judgment. Amen. But we do follow the word of the prophet for sure. Like we're reading really now about the prophet Isaiah. Okay? Isaiah is prophesying what was revealed to him. Amen. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and make it way. So this is how the, the, the order is going to go. First, God's going to empty the earth, and then he's going to make, make a waste. So there are judgments to waste the earth that cannot happen before he makes it empty. Now, he doesn't tell you exactly how he's going to make it empty, unless we go and read it below. And we get a better explanation of what God's saying. How is God going to make the earth empty? How is God going to make the earth a waste? That's what we, we need we'll find out by reading the word and then by his revelation of the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So he turned his upside down. That upside down, that satanic plate move, it's what's gonna get everything to go out of control, some people say. Chaos. It's going to bring chaos on the earth. Because the earth is, and now I'm saying according to scientists in a way The earth is not going to be stable Simply it's not going to be stable We know that In a scientific study You will know Okay Now if moved, it move, Or of a change Then it, that's another thing That's going to hurt the earth That is coming And God says through prophet Isaiah He's going to turn it upside down if he turns it upside down, now, this will sound crazy to people. Brother Elby, but if God turns the, the earth upside down, then the tree will be, things will, no, not necessarily. he's going to turn it upside down, it might be that what we'll govern the physical now will be governed by the Spirit, as the Lord showed me. He showed me in the days to come that the earth will be governed more by the Spirit Then by the physical, and there's a spiritual side side, that's been, been, if you want to say, upside down, and God's going to turn it upside down. (laughs) I'm trying to give you a a more logical explanation to it, but it's the way it was shown to me. The way it was shown to me is that just as the prophet Isaiah says, God's going to turn the earth upside down, then the spiritual will govern the earth demon will walk the earth in other words chaos will be much worse even to the point where the, the earth will be empty but look at it look at it this other way you take a cup you fill it with something liquid let's say and then how do you get it empty? you put it upside down and whatever's in the cup comes out that's how the earth is okay that gives you another explanation. So that's what's coming. This an upside-down to the earth coming. My brother and sister, oh, there's an upside-down to the earth that humanity doesn't know about that is about to be revealed in the last days. That's what the Lord showed me the other day. There's an upside-down coming. Some people had a no saying. There's an upside-down to the story that we don't know about. Well, that's exactly what's going to be revealed in the days to come. Okay. Now, and scatter abroad the inhibitor and the This upside down is going to scatter people. Uh, one is because I believe people are going to come in tremendous fear, as I saw. Tremendous fear with this upside down on the earth of I said, 24-1. It's going to scatter people abroad. But if everyone is on the earth, how is it that people are running? People are scattered abroad, run- the inhibitor thereof. How are they running? Where are they running to? If we want to go into what the scientists are doing, they're ready, ready to go to the moon, ready to go to the other planet. Okay, but you know it's going to get people to run. Okay, verse two, and they shall be as with the people. So with the priest, with the servant, with his master, with the man, with her mistress, as with the buyer. So with the seller, with the lender, with the borrower, with the taker of interest, so with the giver and the interest to him. Okay, what is he saying here? Okay. <laughs> They're running for safety. Thank you, sister. Now listen to this. It's saying here that this is going to happen with Bank of America, with citizen banks, with, with people from the stock market still doing business, it's still going to happen. Uh, um, with the government still running, it's still going to happen. God's going to turn it upside down. And where do I get this idea? Well, look, look what it says here. The lenders are the banks, aren't they? So banks of America, citizen banks. Uh, uh, I mean, there's so many banks, but giving you an idea. Where Fargo banks, I'm talking about major banks. God will still turn the earth upside down with all these banks still in business. So every, everything will be in distress. With serving in the master, Google, Amazon, and all these companies still going on business every day, God's still going to turn the earth upside down. He's still going to do it. Just because they a the big company, he's not going to stop God from doing it. Okay? With the buyer, loans buyers, housing market going on, God's still going to do it. He's still going to turn the earth upside down. He's still going to switch his titanic play. Okay, so with the seller, there's is, this is always big sellers and buying in the stock market. Okay, even with the stock market going on, God's going to still turn the earth upside down. With the lender and with the borrower, there you go. Even when they lower the interest, the government will lower the interest, banks will lower the interest for people to get loan and buy new houses and all that, when the economy is booming again, God's still going to turn the, the earth upside down. Okay? He's still going to do it. So don't you think that life has been going on this way for a while, and these companies have been getting away with a lot of things. Well, God is saying to us, not for so, so long anymore, because he's about to do this, okay? With the minister, with the buyer, so with the seller, the lender, so the viral taker of interest, whistle, and giver in the interest of him. Loan, no matter they're giving out loans, you borrow a loan, God's still going to do it. He's going to turn the, uh, the earth Upside down. Okay? Let me see. Uh, and this is from the 1st century King James Bible. Thank you, Lord. Let me look it up for another Bible. Hallelujah. And it says upside down. Destroy the land, turn it upside down. And the purpose he's doing it is to destroy it. Scatter the go cohen, commoner, slave and master, man and mistress, buy and seller, uh, borrow, creditor, le- debtster, the land will be completely stripped, Completely plunder. And let me explain this to you here, okay? Before we go further ahead, okay? What happened when God turns the earth upside down, okay? I believe immediately, because I've seen an earthquake begin to happen, and tsunami that you cannot even imagine, okay? My brother insisted. Turning it upside down, it will give tsunami and earthquake the power to destroy the land like it could not never before so it's a total change upon humanity that god is bringing my brother insisted so not fight down change coming that humanity may not be ready for it but ready or not here it comes it's coming it's coming my brother insisted And God wants us to be ready for it spiritually. That I remember when the Lord showed me this a few weeks ago, I was holding on to a light pole, a metal one, because the wind was so strong that you can see the the signs moving. And I saw humanity holding on to whatever they can because it could blow you away. the The wind was unstable with this upside down. Now, and how do you explain this? Well, I say I said that God just turned the, the earth upside down. And and it, the unheavened people, seeing how hard it was going to be, they're going to run away. They're looking for stability. They're running for safety. But where? What safety? The only safety to us is God. Now, I knew I, I was in the Lord. I, I had the Lord with me that I didn't need it to feel being afraid. But it really does make you nervous, though. It's very uncomfortable to walk in when God does this. He's about to do it. And humanity had no explanation, but I said 24. He's going to turn the world upside down. The earth. The earth, my brother and sisters. So there will be governing part of it that people have not experienced that they're going to experience very, very soon. Thank you, Lord. Verse 3, the land shall be utterly empty, utterly despoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. Now explain this to people. Sit down with your children now and try to explain this. Sit down with your brothers and sisters now and try to explain it to them. The land shall be utterly destroyed, empty. Utterly empty. My brother, there's 8 billion people on the earth today. How do you say this, that the earth is going to be empty? I'm not the one saying that God is. You see, if I stand here and prophesy all this, and it's not in the book of God, you say, Brother Obi, I don't know about what you're saying, because, you know, I believe you are men of God, but, you know, all this word, Brother Obi. But you see, Isaiah is one of the greatest prophets of the Lord, and he's in heaven. I've seen him. Not brother is interested. And he prophesies in the land, shall be utterly empty, utterly despoiled, for the Lord has spoken these words. It did not happen since I said I was on the earth almost 4,000 years ago until now. It's for the last days. It's for the day that you and I are about to see. And that's what the Lord showed me the other day, that it was shocking to me. That this is about to come on the earth, and people are not ready. And God is telling us to get ready and be ready. My brother and sister, But you notice that when you are so focused on this earth and the things of this earth, of this life, you get caught up in all these daily trouble that every day brings, that you are not focused on the word of the Lord, with the Lord, for the Lord to let you see these emerging things that are coming, that you and I should be ready for them. Because this is going to bring a change on the earth like people cannot imagine. He is about to change the earth upside down. And scientists are going to fight. You know, it sounds impossible now. Imagine when God do it, the day comes and boom, it's done. The the earth is upside down. And then everything, nothing makes sense anymore. Because I saw it. I was there when God did this in the days to come. Nothing makes sense anymore. Life completely changed. You cannot even worry about going to work anymore. Because nothing makes sense. If you are ready with God, you are ready with God. If you are not, you 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 find your life a hundred times more difficult now. When God did this, why is He doing this, my brother and sister? Why is God doing this? Well, the prophet's telling you why. God is telling you the land shall be utterly empty and utterly despoiled. Simple. That's a simple, basic explanation. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, how do you deal with so much mud, sand, all these difficult things to deal with? Well, it's going to be much worse, much harder. My brother and sister, the land will be utterly empty. You know that this is going to empty up people from the earth. People are going to die. Why? Because you can't live in such a condition. If you change 10% of the earth form right now, people will die because they, they, life becomes really difficult. Imagine turning it upside down, a 90-degree change, because that's what God is saying. God is saying to us, I'm giving you a 90-degree change in the last days, when just 10% of a percent to us is too much. Imagine a 90-degree. And of course, yes, excuses. There comes the deceive excuses, global warning." And blame it on people. That's what basically they're going to be saying. My brother and sister, for sure. Utterly despoiled. The Lord has spoken these words. So when you know it comes, forget about the global warning that they're telling people. Remember what God said in his word. Remember what God says to his prophet, Isaiah, that he is the one bringing this. This is not the word command of fallen angel. This is God doing this. Verse 4, the earth mourned and faded away. The world languished and faded away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. How come they become to this state? Of, you know, when you languish, it's a, it's a point of dying. Not really interested. Language, it, it, it's when you're about to die. There's so much pain. It's so difficult for you. Your body cannot take it any longer. And then the people of the earth do languish. I mean, I forgot what the old, there's an old word for language that I'm trying to think of, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. To help you explain it better, uh, one one of the words, was word, the meaning to be uh, or become weak and feeble? Lose strength and vigor. Huh? And then, again, the word that I was using to continue miserable, distressing condition. Okay? To unattended or be neglected. I mean, those are the word condition of languishing. Cause, and then everyone on the earth becomes this way. The people languish. That's, that's that's a state that when these days that are coming, when this happens, when this earth gets get turned upside down immediately because I was there and I was thinking on myself, I don't know how long I can take this because this is too much I was thinking. Wow, I don't want to be here anymore is what I was thinking. I want to get out of here. And it, and it gives you, this is why God says that people want to run away because you, you, you start thinking right now, it's getting so difficult, all the chemicals in the air and the water and the food and all and all that. Imagine when it gets to this level when the earth is upside down and everything now is 100% harder now. And since that, the earth mourned and faded away. The world languished and faded away. The howdy people, the howdy people of the earth languished. I mean, that's practically... Almost a billion people in pain, complaining, murmuring, saying, I can't take it anymore. And so I cannot, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. I know I have but a few days. I'm not going to take this. This is, this is too hard. This is too difficult. This is too painful for me. That's what's coming, that people are asleep in unawareness in the word of God. My brother and sister, in days to come for now, days to come. The earth will be turned upside down, and this painful situation will make everyone on the earth languish, saying it hurts. It's, it's too hard. It's too difficult. I cannot take it anymore. The pressure. Your body is pressure. You know how you're coming up the mountain when you're driving, even going up on a plane, and your ears are about to bust, break. You know, and you have to take in air. No. Well. Imagine that a hundred times more in your in your everyday pain. On this, your ear hurt, your body hurt, and and you you think of yourself. I can't take it anymore, because I was there and I'm like, I I, I can't take this. I I, I just want to be out of there, and the Lord, only took me there for a few minutes, and those days to come. And I said, no no, this is too much. This is this, this is too hard. This is too difficult. You know, my brother and sister, we need to look forward to be going to heaven. I am telling you, I am telling you, when you get there, you're going to say, I can't take it, Lord. I'm sorry. But this is what God's been saying to us. Get ready to go home. Okay? He had me listen to the bell for two days. All I hear was wedding bells. Just let me know that the wedding celebration is about to start, that the bride is about to be taken out, my brother and sister. Verse 5, the earth also is defiled under the unhaven and the earth, okay? And if we go under this, the fire is exactly what's been happening now with all these chemical, my brother and sister, that are being released up upon the earth, where food and everything is, is terrible for people, okay? This is affecting our planet. Animals, fish are dying. They're suffering and they are dying. They're confused. Whales are coming out of the water in the beaches and sharks and so much more. Dolphins, They're coming out of the water confused. My brothers and sister, it's terrible. The birds are hitting our buildings, our homes, trees. That's how confused they are. The earth, the fire, and the unheavened thereof because they have transgressed the law, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. And these covenants that God has given us are everlasting. Because when God speaks, his word lasts forever. And, and people may say to God, what everlasting covenant have we broken? We have broken, oh Lord. What everlasting covenant? Hallelujah. One of them is marriage. One of them is marriage. That's an everlasting covenant that God established in the garden that cannot be changed. My brother insisted. And, and so many other. That should not steal, that should not kill, that should not worship by the God, by the Lord. You know, all these covenants, all these commandments have men broken. The commandment of the cross. We are saved by grace. Hallelujah and this is not the work of man or the work of him, but the, the work of God, the work of Jesus on the cross. That has been changed. So much has been changed, my brother and sister, that this is why God is charging these things on men, on humanity. They're being charged over us, over the earth. And that's why this God turning the earth upside down, I said 24.1. It's a great thing coming that many people are not aware. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Very important we understand because they have to ingress my law, the Lord says. Wow. Verse six. Therefore have the curse devoured the earth. and They have dwelt during and desolated. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned. A few men left. Hallelujah. They're going to be burned. Fire are going to be one of the main killer on the earth in the days to come and during the great tribulation. Houses are going to turn on fire on their own. Temperature is going to be 140 and on, not under, and on. And they're going to not going to see day when the temperature comes lower than 140. Not really, it's just until Messiah returns. Okay? It says that, Therefore, how the the, the curse devour the earth. is part of the curse that God gave in Deuteronomy 28. And this is what is coming upon humanity. The day that dwell and are desolated. Desolated when you lose everything. Desolated is when Russia launched nuclear weapons and wipe out these large city. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there's nothing standing. And China launch nuclear weapon and then wipe out all the major cities and nothing is standing and the place the lands are just desolated and people will say what's not that chicago there what's not that san francisco there what's not new york there how come the place is just desolated that's what people are going to say my brothers and sisters hallelujahs and god is warning us that it's coming it's coming okay Go desolate, therefore the inhabitants on the earth are burned. What do you think a nuclear weapon does for miles, 150 miles? It's a consuming fire that they say can go around 100 feet below the earth. When the bomb is dropped 100 to 150 feet and goes across the country, across the state, 100, some, some engineers believe around 100 mile to one hundred and twenty three mile across in a circle. But it's a consuming fire that is able to melt to melt down metal, steel. And men are not made of metal, steel. My brother and sister, Completely consumed. Well the word of God says that the unheavened on the earth are burned. It burns them standing. Okay? And a few men left. That is the question. What, what are these few men left? Hallelujah. Because we can only be kept by this fire by the Lord. We can only be protected by this consuming fire by the Lord. Hallelujah. Remember the Hebrew? Back in Babylon when they threw them in the fire of oven, and that consuming fire, and Jesus was in there with them, and the fire could not consume them. It's the only way we can escape these this nuclear weapons that are coming. Because every day they're being made better, stronger, and more consuming. God help us. Verse 7. The new wine mourn, the vine languish, and all the merry-hearted do sigh. In other words, and this is pure tribulation, and in case you're wondering, people go through this in pure, great tribulation of suffering. Because I saw this, I remember, a couple in the great tribulation in tremendous pain. They could not think about being together, being in bed together, not even kissing. And the pain and suffering they found themselves in. Language, oh, it hurt. Oh, it hurt. The wife could not move. The husband could not move. They were both in so much pain. So much pain. Imagine having so much pain that you could not even kiss your wife Good morning. Or you cannot even, you don't have the strength to say good morning to your wife or to your husband. That's the much pain these people are going to be in, in the great tribulation that is about to come. Now, I asked the Lord this week, Lord, give me a sign that would show me how close we are to the great tribulation. This is what he showed me in the days to come. I was in my house. I can see myself. I can see Elby Zapata in his house with his family. As I was looking from, I was about 25 feet away, looking at Elvis Sapatah and his house with his family. To one side of the house, I can see the great tribulation right next to Elvis approaching. But Elvis Sapata house was protected by the Lord. On the other side was the church that was about to be enraptured. The people, the, waiting for that last second, that last hour, that last minute. But I can see the two As it says in Genesis He, he divided the, the darkness From the light And the light ruled Over the darkness It was a separation Hallelujah Because right there in Genesis The earth was upside down Hallelujah And what happened Hallelujah Let me go there with you what happened when the earth is upside down? Thank you, Lord. It's not supposed to be that way. Hallelujah. The earth was without form, and and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness was not supposed to be upon the face of the deep unless it was upside down. See, darkness is never supposed to rule. The only one that's supposed to rule is Jesus Christ, our Lord. You need to understand. But there is a situation when darkness seems to be ruling. Marvel insisted. The spirit of God moved upon, upon the face of the water, because the face of the water was up, up in the, upon the heaven. But upon the deep on the earth, darkness was moving. Satan and all his demons and principality was ruling the earth at this time in the darkness. Marvel insisted. But this is what God did now. So God said, let there be light. And there was light. Call his son to rule now. Call his Messiah to rule. And God saw that the light was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now God gives light the place that it should have. Dominion over darkness. Light should always have dominion over darkness. When God divides it, he gives the light dominion over darkness, my brother and sister, so God called the, the light day, and the diamond he called night, the evening and the morning was the first day, now as we go down, you'll see, hallelujah, praise you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Yeshua, praise you Jehoshua, Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Yeshua. Keep going down. Okay, hallelujah. And let them praise you, Lord. Okay, I believe it's verse 14. God said, let let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. Let them be a sign for season, for day, and for year. Hallelujah. He's given the authority to the light. And let them be... for." Let me for light in the firmament of heaven to give life upon the earth, and it was so. And God made the great light, greater light to rule the day. Now is when God gives the light the authority, because every time you can rule, power is given to you. You see, it sounds simple, but God can bring you deeper into the understanding, into His wisdom. That when God makes the light rule over the day, God has given the light the power and the authority. My brother insisted. How else can I explain it to you? I'm going to explain it to you in another way. Thank you, Lord. Because I know some people will say, well, Brother Ali, I'm not sure I can grasp it the way you're explaining it now. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. In Matthew, I believe Matthew, that Jesus was speaking to his disciple. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome here. So good. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, All power is given to me in heaven and on the earth. Notice how he's very specific with the heaven and the earth. marble and sister. Who's giving him more power? Father is given him more power in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you, even to the end of the world. But all power, my brother and sister, that is given to Jesus, is given to him by the Father. But this is like a reconqueror that what men had in the garden, that men had lost. Hallelujah. God is showing us that now through Christ, everything that, that Adam had lost in the garden because of sin and disobedience, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Now through Christ, it's being restored. It's coming back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is so awesome. This is, so, this is such a great news that we're sharing here because Jesus received all power, and now the church is being commanded that to go and do evangelize a man in his name. Thank you, Lord, because now it's part of the revival. The Father spoke to me this week in such an amazing way, my brother and sister. The last reign, the last revival. Father came to me this week, and I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I remember seeing this in the word from the Lord. Father comes to me, and it's, I call this word because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, and it was told, all Israel, hear all ye Israel, the Lord your God is one. And then the apostle John says there are three that give testimony in heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and they're one. And Jesus said to, uh, to one of his disciples in John 14 that him and the Father are one when he says, show me the Father. He said, Father, how long have I been with thee? Don't you know that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me? Hallelujah. So, Father comes to me this week, and he comes to speak to me with such a mighty, mighty voice, such a mighty, mighty, mighty power. He began to speak to me how he's going to empower us as bride with his mighty power and use us in this revival, send us out mightily to evangelize the nations, hallelujah, and to bring those people he's commanding us. And the power of God, there's going to be mighty signs happening, mighty miracle. hallelujah, mighty awakening that this earth had not experienced before, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I was rejoicing, in hallelujah, in the presence of Father. It was so mighty, mighty anointing, mighty power, cloud anointing of God of power, that I could see and I could experience it totally from Father God as He was speaking and showing me what He's going to do to His bride in the days to come, through His children, elect the selected one, and this mighty, mighty revival. Hallelujah! Father God, standing Holy Spirit, this is the work of God. This is the plan of God. The last rain, the last pouring of His Holy Spirit It's God's plan. Hallelujah! He's going to reach out so many people. Hallelujah. So many souls are going to be saved with his mighty plan, his mighty agenda for humanity. After, after the beast cleanse out the earth, there's going to be a mighty revival. Whosoever stay behind, whosoever is still standing. This is right now. It's time to grab onto Jesus. It's time to grab onto our God like never before. Hold on to him like never before. Because it's a mighty cleansing coming. Through mighty judgment and destruction that is coming upon this earth, some state will not be standing in the days to come. Millions of people that are walking on the earth right now will not be walking anymore very soon. Hallelujah! Judgment is going to cleanse the land. They bring great cleansing. Hallelujah! This is why God is telling us to take Him serious, take His word serious. Get into our prayer classes with him. Get into our fasting with Him. The important thing is that our name are written in the book of life. And that whatever happens, whether we live or die, we will be what the Lord, has says. This is what's important. Hallelujah. Because changes are coming. Changes are coming. My brother and sister, he assured me this is about to happen. God assured me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. The mighty anointing and presence of God was incredible, incredible, incredible as Father was speaking to me about his mighty work, his mighty plan that he has. Hallelujah, that he's going to come and bring to pass. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, in the days to come. And he has chosen us to be in part of this work, in which I'm happy to be in part of. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I said 24, And eight. And the mirth of Toref are ceases. The noise of them that rejoice ended. The joys of art ceases. They should not drink wine with a song. Strong drink, shall be bitter to them as they drink. So whatever, whatever 40, alcohol, whatever they're drinking now, it's going to be bitter for them when the earth gets turned upside down. My brother and sister, this is a change. Humanity is not expecting, but God is about to do. And he said it through his prophet I say he was going to do. Hallelujah. Nothing new under the sun. it's just it's coming, it's about to come. Verse 10. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up. No man may come in, come in. Exactly what I saw, in the days to come. For some reason, all these home, all these federal buildings are shut. Are shut up. They're closed. They're closed. and all these 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 large Supreme Court buildings, They're closed. And I saw all this, but you know, I didn't know this was going to be this. Wait, It's in Isaiah 24:10. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I saw it. I saw the Supreme Court building shut down, government building shut down when the earth got turned upside down. Why? Why is this happening? But God said it's going to be this way. And God is telling about the future from, from the beginning. About the end from the beginning, I'm sorry. My Lord, my God, everything is in his Word. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11. There is a crying for wine in the street. All joy is darkened. The merle, the land is gone. This is exactly how people feel. This is exactly what people are are talking about with one another. Why is all these things gone that we used to have before? My all these things that people have today are gone. When the earth gets turned upside down, and people wonder, there's a crime for for wine in the street, says the prophet. He experienced it. All joy is darkened. Myrrh and the land is gone. It's gone. Where? where, Don't ask me. I don't know. I'm like Isaiah. I'm just telling you what I saw, what Isaiah said is going to happen. I saw it. I don't have any more explanation than that. It's just gone. It is just gone. Gone. Verse 12. And the city is left desolated. The gayest men with destruction. I don't know. We can guess, well, Russia invasion, China invasion. Huh? That made sense. Cause God has shown us war coming. God has shown us the invasion coming. But then the city is left desolated. The gayest men with destruction. plain that. Where are these soldiers? I'm looking for the U.S. soldier, U.S. Army, U.S. Marine. None. They're gone. They're gone. How is that, brother? I don't know. They're gone. They're just gone. Federal buildings are closed down. As the earth is turned upside down. My Lord, my, imagine you being taken there like I was taken there and seeing all these things happen. What explanation would you give to the people? Then just telling them what you saw. Just telling them what you experienced, what you saw that God showed you. Bible that is about to happen. My Lord, my God, help us. Verse 13, when thou shalt be in the midst of the land among the people, there should be as a shaking of olive tree, as a cleaning of grave when the vintage is done. This is exactly what I experienced. Shakening. You know when you take an olive tree and you want to knock down the olive and you just shake it with your hand and you shake it and you shake it and you shake it? Well, that's how the earth is. That's how I say I saw it. That's how I experienced it. My brother and sister, just shakening everywhere. And it's not like you can go to Colombia or Venezuela and say, well, it's better over there. And then you go over there and people are still experiencing the same. It's all the earth. This is why God doesn't, doesn't talk about a particular country here. He's talking about the earth. All the nations are on the earth. So everyone on the earth, including in Europe, China, everywhere, are going to experience the same that you will experience in the United States anywhere. It's for the the whole earth, my brother and sister. The, The thing is here is no one is teaching about this, and no one going to the Lord to reveal some more about this to help us. Although it doesn't matter if you're not walking right with Christ, if you're not repenting daily, if you're not seeking him daily and repenting your sin to him and asking him to cleanse you with his blood and his holy fire and his words, you need to be cleansed. You need to be ready for his coming. The Lord imparted this on me this week. Be ready. Okay? Be ready. Because it's coming. It is coming. One side, the wedding bell. For two days. they showing me the gas. Going from that place there where I saw them re door, the wedding into the wedding waiting room now, where the bride is about to arrive, like in the garden. I don't know. I played an audio years ago. No, not too long ago. Where this brother and his wife was taken to heaven to the wedding and saw the beautiful garden of the wedding. They both saw it. I've been there. This is what the guests guest was going to, to this garden. What the bride is about to arrive, and how they describe as beautiful. I'm trying to think if I saw it from the outside, or I saw because I saw part of it inside, and this part I don't think I was allowed to see yet, for some reason. But this is what the bride is about to arrive, because the place is really large, and it has different rooms or locations or gardens. So I'm trying to think if I saw the part of the gardens. Because I believe it's a part I have not seen yet. I have seen the center of it inside the building, the rear door, but there was some part I was not I was it was being blocked for me to see. Okay, for some reason. Verse 14. They should lift up their voice, they should sing for the majesty of the Lord, they should cry out aloud from the sea. Right? Okay. Now somehow, people feel better in a canoe in a boat in the sea or in a log in the sea. People feel better in a piece of log in the sea or a few logs tied to each other on top of it sitting in the sea than being on the earth because of the shakening and the violence when the earth gets turned upside down. Look, verse first they should lift out their voice. They shall sing from the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. They're gonna cry aloud because everyone will know this is from God. God is doing this. Okay, look at all the dream God has given His people about the Titanic play being switched, being moved over the years. We have played them here on the Lord's hour. Verse 15. Therefore, glorify ye the Lord in the valleys, even in the name of the Lord God of Israel in the island of the sea. Okay? I know that our, our island, which I shared years ago, Dominican Republic, is going to be divided in two. Puerto Rico will also be divided. I believe it's 80, 70% off. Dominican Republic will lose, I don't know, for 60% off, 50% off of the island. The other part will sink into the sea. Sink. I saw it. I saw it. I cried when I saw it. My brother existed, because I have still plenty of family over there. And when I saw this, you know, I cried because I said, wow, so many lives are lost, I know. But the part of uh, of Punta Cana, Santiago's, Punta Cana is where most of the tourists goes in the Dominican Republic. All that part of Punta Cana was down to the sea, you know. And I know why, because this is there and it's very wicked. This is all about witchcraft and sorcery and black magic. And I knew that when they brought this into Punta Cana years ago, I said, they're cursing the land with this. I knew it. They were cursing the land with it. It's a curse. And I know some people don't agree, but you better ask the Lord. If you disagree with me, ask the Lord and make sure it, because I know exactly what I'm telling you. Ask the Lord. Not and so all that part of the land was under the sea. They welcome the tourists. They welcome all that evil. It's God's going to sink it down to the sea. You know, if it was good, if it was good for the children and the family, God will preserve it. But it's not good for the children and family. He's going to sink it to the sea. Let the shark eat all those people and everything they have in it. Verse 16. From the outermost part of the earth have we heard song even glory to the righteous. But I say, my, lean, my leanness, what unto to me, treacherous, deal, dealers, have dealt with treacherously? Yea, the treacherous dealers have dwelt very treacherously. This is exactly what his people have done. They have dealt very treacherously with humanity, deceiving them, supposedly creating family programs, family entertainment purpose but God knows everything and he does reveal it to his servant the prophet okay before he does anything he's bringing judgment he's giving people dreams and vision clearly to let them know well this is coming prepare be ready because God will spare the righteous God will keep the righteous but those that thinks that they can get away with anything they are dreaming and they are about to be awakened from the dream, harshly. Verse 17, fear the pet, the sneer upon thee, all heaven and on the earth. Well, here's the thing. People joke about hell all the time. They don't fear hell anymore. They joke about hell on television, and radio, everywhere. So they, 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 they don't understand the consequence of hell. That yes, heaven is real, but also hell is real. My brother and sister, hell is real. Okay? Fear the pet. Humanity in the last day are not fearing the pet. And the snare that are up upon me. They're seeing everything going bad, but they're still hardening in their heart. Oh, I'm heaven on the earth. This is for the heaven on the earth, my brother. This is not just for in a specific country. This is for the whole earth. Whole earth. As I heard this man online, he's a millionaire. He went to over 300 countries trying to see if, if there were places on the earth that are more peaceful, more friendly, more than this, more than that. And when he was staying in a place there somewhere in Asia, after traveling to all these countries for all these years, saw these women that were there again to argue, this family. And they got into a heated up argument. And what he saw there was the, was the nail of Satan upon humanity everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go on this earth, where well, as the Lord asked Satan where thou come from, I come from walking the earth to and fro, Satan said so to God. It's exactly what's happening. The devil is everywhere on the earth, ruining people's life. There's no place secure. The only secure place for us is Jesus Christ. Forget about thinking going to another country. Okay? We need to go to Jesus is where we need to go. He's the always secure place for us, my brother and sister. Verse 18. And it shall come to pass that he who flees from the noise of the fear shall fall into the path. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, the verse began, the chapter began with people scatter about the there thereof. When God turns the, the earth upside down, people are leaving the, the country. They're living. They're just going somewhere. Where? It shall come to pass whoever flee from the noise of the fear shall fall into the path. Okay? They're going to run because they cannot take it where they are. And all of a sudden they, they fall into the worst. They fall into hell. They fall into the path. Because if you leave Christ thinking that you're going to find another secure place, you may end up in hell. But he that cometh out of the myth, of the pit shall be taken into the snare for the widow and from the high are open and the foundation of the earth do shake so that shake is still going on while people are still running and going here and going there these shakenings are still going on my god just wants us to understand that if we come to him through christ in him we will have a secure protection my brother insisted, it doesn't matter if the earth and the heaven shakes. We and him can be protected, secure, and nothing bad will happen to us. He'll take care of us. My brother insisted. That's what he wants. He wants us to trust him. To trust him in the Nalina and do not lean on our own understanding. That is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in king. That is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Verse 19. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean in the soul. The earth is moved speedily. Wait a minute. Let's take a break here for a second. The earth is clean. Didn't you tell us that the earth was shaking violently, that it's been shaking and continuing to shaking? And now, finally, the prophet said the earth is clean. What's going to clean this earth? Judgment the shakening that is coming, the turning upside down that God is about to do. That's what's going to get this earth clean. My brother and sister, the earth is utterly broken down. Finally got to the point it's broken down. That When you're broken down, you go, you cannot go anywhere. You're ready to the bottom. God is bringing this earth to the bottom. He's going to break this earth down to the bottom. Okay? And what happened when God breaks this earth to the bottom? The earth is clean. The soul. That's it. The cleansing began. Okay? The cleansing begins when he breaks it down to the bottom. When he removed the wicked, when he allowed these beasts to be released, and get all these people and kill all these people. Hallelujah. Whoever stays alive because God has a plan of salvation, their name is still written in the book of life. That's it. That's the only way they can escape from what is coming upon the sermon that they should come. It's going to be, my brother insisted, it's going to be so bad that I remember Jesus coming to me and said, your ministry is over practically. You very soon won't be able to preach my word anymore. I'm taking you out from this ministry. And I remember he was sending me to do a revival. Because he said, I've chosen you to be a part of the revival. You won't be able to go on in your program anymore, he says. Okay, I understand. Cell phone towers down. No regular internet anymore. Computer will be worthless. You can throw it away. You can turn it around for food, as I saw people in the Great Tribulation turning them in for some food. Okay, expensive computer. What what do people have, $2,000 computer being turned around for a piece of bread? or for a load of bread. At least they're going to be good for something to feed someone. For so my brother and sister, it's going to get that bad. That's going to turn the earth upside down very soon. And it's going to be like right in the beginning of Genesis when he began to organize that again and turn it back where it's supposed to be. And that's why later was peaceful and full of his presence. But then... When man began to corrupt the earth again, the earth has been my so, so evil and so wicked that the only way to get it back is to turn it back around completely upside down until you break it down and then you cleanse it again. That's what God's going to do to this earth. My Lord, my God. The earth moves exceedingly. Notice that it's not moving as it should be moving until he breaks it down he breaks it down. He cleans it and it's dissolved. And then the earth moves speedily. Then it moves speedily. It's like sin is the way to this earth. And it cannot move until God do these things, turn it upside down, and cleanse it. And then the earth moves quickly. Thank you, Lord. God knows what get people to move. He told me this. Remember when Jesus came to me and said, right now you only have about a few people on your program. But when I do this, he showed me. They're going to through your program, he said. Hallelujah. He knows how to get people to come back or get people to listen. Sit down and listen. Because this is about their salvation. This is about getting ready with God, and they're not listening. But the Lord showed me a judgment coming that he's going to bring, that he's going to get people to listen. And I believe it is this upside down. My brothers and sisters, my hope is that we're not here for the upside down. When I experienced it the other day, my hope is that we are not here. Because I'm thinking if we have to experience this upside down, even for a few days, we're going to vomit a lot. You feel like vomiting. Anything upside down, you know, I never, I never used to like, hang, when I was a child, I never used to like be hanging like in the park with my friends upside down because it made me dizzy. Because you, when you're hanging upside down, you want to look up or you want to look around. It makes you dizzy, right? Imagine the earth being turned that way and you know it's upside down. Everything Nothing makes sense. Upside down. Down is up. And nothing makes sense anymore. You know, it's like you can feel that everything is, is upside down. Whole life is upside down. You know, and seriously, that's kind of how it feels now. Like everything is upside down. Haven't you felt like that way? Everything is opposite now. God said in his word that there will be a generation that will go that will call evil good. And good evil. That's an upside down generation right there. That's an upside down generations. This generation is upside down already spiritually. Because they are you can see in the media already. They are calling good evil. They're calling the gospel evil. They're calling the church evil. Barbara insisted. It's upside down. Spirit in this generation. How did God get people back? By turning the earth upside down. Okay? And truly, it's going to get everyone to listen. The Lord showed me that he will get them to listen. God's going to make them listen. But it's going to take him to do something for this to happen. He showed me judgment. Through judgment, he's going to get them to listen. Right now, they will not listen. Right now, they walk away. They can ignore. I don't have to listen, they say. But he's about to do something that's going to make them listen and truly listen to him. Listen to God. Listen to his word. My brother and sister. And then the earth will move. It's moved spiritually. Hallelujah. When God cleanses you, when God purifies you, you will move speedily. Hallelujah. Verse 20. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunken, and shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Now, how it begins here? It begins with the earth because this is this is God's what he's going to do to the earth that is going to cost everyone on the earth to change. That's why the prophet said that God turns the earth upside down. And the unheavened thereof, they want to run away. But where are they going to run away? That's the question. Where are they going to run away? Therefore, she shall reel to and fro like a drunken, and then shall be removed like a cottage, then the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it. And that's exactly what it is. Transgression is so heavy now that God is about to do this because of the transgression of the people. And it shall fall. When God, when this happens, people are going to fall. Because sin is too heavy for them to carry. They have to turn to Jesus and repent because sin was carried on the cross by Jesus. My brother and sister, when Jesus carried the cross, the reason why the cross was too heavy, it was not because it was a heavy wood and this and that, like some people would say, because you never heard any complaint from the other two who carried the cross. They did not complain on how heavy the cross was. They had killed thousands of people, the Romans, in the same manner, carrying the cross unto being crucified. And no one complained of being heavy. Because they never made it heavy. So why was the cross of Jesus so heavy that he kept falling with it? The sin of the earth, the sin of humanity that was on the cross was so heavy. It weighed so much. My brother and sister, there is a verse that I want to go there in Hebrew. Hallelujah. I believe it's in Hebrew 12. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That uses the word wait for sin. It uses the word wait for sin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hamper. Okay. Let me. Thank you, Yeshua. Or an awesome God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Another word was a baggage baggage Call things baggage. I'm trying to look for another one. okay, thank you Lord. upside down is another word. There was one Bible. Let me see if I can find one that hallelujah can thank you lord slow, slow, the same was slowed down. hallelujah okay okay, but here. It's what the King James say goes away. Therefore, Hebrews one, seeing that we are also compassed about by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and then waste a lot, let me tell you, of the sin which that easily besie us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. This salvation is a race toward heaven. The problem that keeps us from running as we should is sin. And this is why we are called to repent our sin daily before God. My brother insisted. Because this sin is holding us back. It's putting such a weight upon our lives. That's why some people feel they can't no more, and it's the weight of sin in their life. But if you confess your sin daily to Jesus, he'll take it from you. Hallelujah, he will help you. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, Anilis. Okay? Please understand the consequence of sin and how much sin weighs. Okay? It weighs a lot. It weighs a lot, my brothers and sisters. Sin weighs a lot. So that's why I said, therefore, we are compassed by such a great cloud of witness. Lay let it aside let every weight. How do you lay aside every weight? By repenting daily as you, you, you do it. And the sins which that easily besee us, let us run the, 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 run with patience the race that is set before us. God has set a race before us, and we need to run with patience. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's important that we understand this. Thank you, Jesus. But going back to Isaiah, the earth should reel to and fro like a drunken, and it should be removed like a cottage. The transgression thereof shall be heavily upon it, because the transgression is sin, and it shall fall and not rise again. That's why God, the Lord, has given us a new earth, as the Bible says in a new heaven. But it's specifically here, a new earth. Because he said, the old thing has passed away. It has fallen, and is not going to rise, I said. This old earth is going to be fallen, and it's not going to rise again. Said, 2420 The earth should re- reel to and fro Like a drunken Should be removed like a cottage The transgression there shall should be heavy upon it And it shall fall And not rise again You see that This earth is going to become useless That's why the Lord has given us a new earth This will become useless My brother and sister It's going to fall And it's not going to rise again so any hope that people will have on the third, my brother and sister, is not a good hope. It's not a good at all. When should, we need to be hoping for heaven. It's what we need to be hoping for. Verse 21. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high, and the king of the earth upon the earth. Now comes the punishment to the Nephilim, to the fallen angel, God... Have I ignored them? God has not forgotten that their evil has contributed to the destroying of this earth and the destroying of humanity. Okay, God's not only going to destroy humanity and not punish them. Oh no, 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 no! God doesn't God doesn't overlook anything. He doesn't overlook anything. Okay, it shall come to pass in that day when God said that something it shall come to pass. It's like a law. This is the way it's going to be in that day that the Lord should punish those of the high ones. Oh, yeah, they're in the cloud. They're up in the sky. They're up here, there. And they're hiding, and they think they're going to get away. Oh, not with the Almighty God. Not with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're not going to get away with anything. God has a day and hour where he's going to get a hold of them. Oh, is he going to punish them? Like they have no idea. Okay? Punish the host of the high ones on high and the king of the earth upon the earth. Why the king? Why the presidents? Huh? Why why the why why the beloved president of the countries? Because they've been in hearing conferences with these fallen ones, following the orders and the guidance and why do you think Chicago is about to finish six particle accelerator? Okay, why is California planning to have eight particle accelerators? Why do you need so many? What are they good for? What? what are they making food? Are they making something that will help the people? No, they're not. They're just communication portals to the demons, to the fallen ones. Maple insisted. So why are there so many being built just in one in one single state? Why would the United States have three hundred of them in the process of being built? Huh? If they're not good for the people. And they cost hundreds of billions of people, of money, I'm sorry, that can be used for the poor. But they don't think about it this way. Man, are they going to be punished by God? They're going to be severely punished. The president, and the leader, that have a privilege, particle, accelerator, sterns. My and sister are going to pay a price like they cannot even imagine. God's going to punish them through the fallen ones like they cannot even imagine. Because not only have they been def- the, defeated by the host ones, they have also used the people's money, Taxpayer of money. Hallelujah. May believe that the economy is so bad while they're using taxpayer money to communicate with these fallen ones. And not only that, sacrifice children, abortion in a different state, just to f- satisfy the communications. That they're doing what the host one. Wicked after wicked after evil. These heavy sins are upon the earth. That God needs to cleanse from this earth. According to what God said to the prophet Isaiah. Okay? These sins are heavy upon the earth. These sins are heavy upon humanity. My brother and sister. And it says that the earth should reel to and fro like a drunken. This is happening now and it shall be removed like a cottage. The transgression thereof shall be heavily upon it, because that's what it's doing, the sins of the evil one, and it shall fall and not rise again. They are destroying our earth, our beloved earth, our beloved earth that God gave to us in the garden. These fallen ones are helping to destroy it. And they're going to get to the point that they're going to fall and not rise again, God says. My brother and sister, because of the heavy sin, the heavy transgression, that are being practiced on this earth that is not of God, that is an abomination before Father, before God, that God cannot tolerate anymore. It's horrible, horrible, what is being practiced in the hidden. Verse 22, And they shall be gathered together as prisoner, as gather in the pay, and shall be shut up in prison. After many days shall they be visited. Hallelujah. Why would anyone want to visit these wicked and evil ones? Well, that's exactly what humanity is doing now. God imprisoned them in the different start, in a different place. And through these part of they are communicating with, with them. They are visiting them. And now, supposedly, they are helping them come to the earth back again. See, but God knew they were going to do this. That's why God is telling us in his word, again, they should be gathered together as prisoners that are gathered in the pit. That's what happened. In the times of Noah, they were bound into the pit and should be shut up in the prison. They were put in the prisons. God ordered his angel to put them in the prisons. What happened after that? After many, few, after many days, shall they be visited? Humanity was never supposed to visit them, but God knew the wicked heart of men that they will have all these particle accelerators to communicate with them and to visit them. Cuts pay money to beat these wicked ones and what they have used. My brother and sister. It's an abomination to God. Verse 23. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun of shame. When the Lord our host shall reign upon Zion, Jerusalem before, elder graciously. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. My brother and sister, the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. He is coming. Jesus is coming. And he is coming to put a shame to all these wicked presidents and leaders of the earth today who have sold their soul to the devil for money, who have made hidden signing agreement with the devil and the fallen ones. The Lord is coming to put, him, to put them to shame. The Lord is coming, hallelujah. To reign in Mount Science. That's his mountain. And in Jerusalem, before his elder graciously, he's going to establish everything as it was in the beginning. His mountain will be established. His kingdom will be established forever. As Daniel said, that his kingdom that lasted forever will be established forever. My brother and sister. And that will not change. That will be like that forever and ever. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. God has a mighty plan for his people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we have to believe God's word. And not doubt it. But believe it. Because everything that we need to know about this life and the life to come is in his word. I was meditating a few weeks ago about Revelation six. My brother and sister. But the Bible says in Revelation 6, and I saw when the Lamb opened the one seal, and I heard it as a word, the noise of thunder, and the four living beings saying, Come and see. And I saw behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bull, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering to conquer. And I heard someone say that this this that went on the white horse was the Antichrist. Okay. So last week I go into the Bible, and I'm trying to find if this getting on the white horse of the Antichrist, I need to find all the other verses in the Bible that will confirm that the Antichrist has a white horse, that Satan has a white horse. And I went throughout the Bible, and I cannot find one verse that points to Satan, the Antichrist, the Man of sin, the fallen one having a white horse. Every other horse appointed to them is red, black, okay? But none are white. Then as I look for the white horse, Marble insisted, it is only appointed to Jesus. I never found in the Bible any other verse, Marble insisted, hallelujah, that is appointed to anyone else but to the Lord, God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Nam. Nam. Hallelujah. Revelation 19, 11, as I, I saw a heaven open, behold, a white horse, that that set by him was called faithful and true, righteous, and judges, and made word. And Jesus is so awesome that I was telling a brother, if this is the Antichrist on the white horse, which I don't believe it is, I don't believe it is. This past week, my, my first revelation was I saw Jesus on the white horse. He was moving to and fro on the white horse, and he was letting me know how happy he was that I saw that it was him here on the white horse, my brother and I saw him on the white horse, and he was moving, hallelujah, on his horse back and forward, the horse was white. I saw Jesus there smiling. He had a crown on his head. He had a, a, a his garment that the Bible described and a white horse. This was not the Antichrist. This was Jesus. And the Lord was very happy that I was able to see that in his word. My brother insisted, how can anyone attribute this to the Antichrist? I had no idea. Okay? But it says, Behold, a white horse, he that sat upon him had a bow. A crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering to conquer. The Antichrist, the devil, never goes to conquer. The only one that is given the power to conquer is Jesus Christ. Salam bro de strada. Okay? Jesus Christ is the only one that has conquered his enemy. So even when I look up conquering, conquer, it is a tribute to God who conquered his enemy, not to the Antichrist. My brother insisted. The other were evil kings who conquered back in the Old Testament, but the conquering belongs to God, not to the devil. There was a time when the people of God got into disobedience and the enemy conquered them, my brother insisted. But the one conquering to conquer is the Lord because it is applied twice by like King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. So everything pointed to Messiah. Everything that I was looking at pointed to Jesus. And I said, how? Cuz I'm I'm trying to find proof here that Revelation 6:2 is about the antichrist. And then also when it begins, I saw the lamb open the seal. It begins with the lamb. My brother and sisters, and then verse 3, and when he had opened the second seal, I heard a second living being saying, Come and seek, which is also point to the rapture. The tribulation cannot begin unless the raptures begin. So when John is told, come and seek, it's when the bride of Christ is brought up to heaven. the type of the rapture that happened before the great tribulation begins. Verse 4, there when I went out, another horse that was red, there you go, power was given unto him. To say, therefore, to take peace from the earth, and they shall be kill one another. And it was given unto him a great sword. Okay, why is people are so miracle, so miserable? According to what we just read in Isaiah twenty-four, when God turns the earth, earth upside down, because you see all these wickedness, wickedness began to happen on the earth, like the one getting on the, on the red horse. Okay, the power was given unto him that therefore to take the peace from the earth. That's terrible. Because there's no peace on the earth after this moment. Hallelujah. And they should kill one another and it was given unto him a great sword, which I saw in Nephthalim with a sword. So it's part of the evil kingdom of the devil on the earth operating during those seven years and with such a ability, freedom, that they don't have now to perform. It was happening on the earth during those days. Verse 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third living being saying, come and see. And behold, lo, a black horse. And he that sat upon him had a pair of balance in his hand. Okay, notice how now the black horse that is attributed to evil, never the white horse is attributed to evil. So that cannot be the Antichrist. Verse 6. I heard the voice in the midst of the four living beings say, measure of the wheat a penny, three measure of barley a penny see that I heard now the oil of the wine. And when he had opened the first seal, I heard a voice out of the four living beings saying, come and see. And look, behold, a pale horse. His name set upon him was death. And hell followed him. Okay? Him, not her, him. Hell followed him. He's a, he's a male. Hell is a female. Okay? And power was given unto them over the four part of the earth to kill with a sword, with a hunger with death, and the beast of the earth, hallelujah with the beast of the earth. So we see that the woman of hell dating their death, going out to the great tribulation to destroy humanity. Marple and sister, they're both together there, like in a deep, long relationship that they have, going out about to destroy the earth. It's terrible what is happening. Marple and sister, a sister said, that when he saw the body of hell it was like a beautiful woman laying down. The body of hell looks like. So hell now here follow the Antichrist, a beautiful woman. Hell, follow the death, which is him a fallen. Which because I, I see in death, it's a fallen angel. A fallen angel. So these two are like in a big romance here, coming out to the earth to destroy humanity. Marvel is just incredible. Verse nine. And when I opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain from the word of God and from the testimony in which they beheld. Someone mentioned this to me one time. Brother Elvi, you said that those that will stay behind cannot go, cannot go home in a rapture. Well, that's, that's what we understand because the door is closed. But look at the other thing now. Look at the other thing. These people are under the altar. What altar? Well, there's an altar in the third heaven, first planet. and they're under there, there's a planet below, under there, my brother and sister. And In the book of uh, Rebecca, not Rebecca, Brown, I'm trying to think of another sister that she was taken to heaven also, okay, and she was shown this place where demon can Try to enter heaven, which is under the first heaven. Under the altar might be in a specific designated place for these people. But it doesn't mean that they can enter heaven. It's just a designated place for them. Under the altar. Okay? Someone said in another revelation of the Lord that there was a place under the altar. I believe that's what the person said, that the, the soul would be. Who, who are murdered, beheaded for Christ in the great tribulation. But it's a place like a protection where the demon cannot attack them. But it's under the altar. It's not like the rest of the people who are walking around heaven enjoying everything. It's totally different. Okay? Not to be confused. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. They cry with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true thus, thou not judge, avenge our blood and them that dwell upon the earth? For some reason, they want vengeance here. Again, the Bible says, Vengeance in mine says the Lord. So it's okay, it's okay for you and I to pray and ask the Lord to take vengeance upon our enemy. Because we're not taking vengeance. He is. We're just praying. We're just asking him to do so. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So they're praying to the Lord to avenge your blood and then the door upon the earth. So it seems like they still have a memory and then the door upon the earth that the church of God is not going to have. Because, see, the old things have passed away. The name of them will not even come to my side, I said. So these people can remember them on the earth that murder them. But we that are with Christ, the bride of Christ that go home, we cannot remember them. So you see that there's a difference here. These are preserved differently than the church that go home in heaven, my brothers and sisters. Something to see and observe now. Verse 11. The white robes were given unto everyone on them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until the fellow servant and also the brethren who were to be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Notice how everything what God is about fulfilling, when something is about, when God wants to fulfill something in his timing, so in order for us not to be rushing everything and want things to happen tomorrow, and, and because everything is in God's timing. And God's perfect timing is never wrong. God's perfect timing is never wrong. And everything is in his timing. So as long as we understand that everything is in the timing of the Lord, we won't rush from anything. We just wait on the Lord. We will just rest on the Lord. My brothers and sisters, it's very important we understand this because the enemy wants us to rush through everything. Why? So why, why did the devil tempt people to rush? Why? Because you can miss to learn in the process what God wants you to learn. See, when you walk in peace and joy, when you walk and wait upon the Lord, God teaches you. But if you're rushing, you're not learning. Then you're not ready for your next battle, your spiritual attack. Because Jesus said, "Every day will bring us on trouble," so keep that in mind. We need to be ready for our next battle. Okay, because we are not against blood, flesh of blood, but against principality, my brother and sister. But so keep that in mind, please. Thank you, Lord. Verse twelve: be- beheld, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake; the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And the moon became blood Now here is the one This earthquake is the one That I want people to remember Because Remember we talked about an earthquake And then the three days of darkness And that's what a lot of people Been talking about right Okay well it has to be in the word Because everything has to be in the word Okay I want you to see this here because he said, I, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake that, and the sun became black a sackcloth of hair. Okay? That, when you put a finger between you and your son, you can do that temporarily. It's like a temporary thing that is about to happen. A three days, an example. Okay? A sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood. Okay? Now, the Bible does say that when the great tribulation began, this happened. This happened. But can it be that the three days of darkness are signs before the great tribulation? But it's accomplished in three days. Because when the people were in Egypt, they went to a three days of darkness. Before Jesus' resurrection... Israel went through three days of darkness because on Friday afternoon, okay, it became dark. It became very dark. So they began to experience three days of darkness, my brother insisted. And, and then in the times of Noah in Egypt, before God released his people. And now again, before God releases the church from the earth, another three days of darkness. It's coming. My brother's sister. It could be that these three days of darkness, the more have been happening on the earth every time God was about to do something. Sounds like it's a sign, clear sign. Beheld, and I beheld, I saw, he says, and the sex field, and lo, a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth over here, and the moon became as blood. So the earthquake... It's belief that causes this. I saw an earthquake, and then the three days of the line begins. You know, in comparison to each other, it makes sense, my brother and sister, that these things are all tied together, and we have separated ourselves in our own opinion, in our own Bible study. We have separated these events, but it could be that these events are tied to one another. My brother and sister, like, Lightning before rain. Remember that? Thundering before rain. What did lightning have to do with rain? What did thundering have to do with rain? But usually before it rains, you get thundering. Usually before it rain you get lightning. So similar to that, and sometimes the earth, I don't know if it happens where you are, but sometimes we experience darkness before lightning and thundering and then rain. Have you seen that? This video online, you can see it. Everything in the, in the middle of the day becomes black. You get lightning. You get thundering, You get rain, and when it clears up again in an hour or two, everything is back to normal. My brother existed. Just in the similar way that John saw this revelation. Is that a coincidence or God is giving us a sign for us to study and to, to study so and, and look and see that what's going to happen during the three days of darkness has been prophesied. It is a cleansing on the earth because one thing they said that when it's snow, it cleans the air. When it rains, it also brings cleansing. It germinates the land, germinates the, the soil, everything, makes the grass come out new again. So it's like a type of cleansing that happened on the earth. Every time it rains. So in this last rain that God is bringing of His Holy Spirit, there has to be a cleansing first before the rain comes and people comes to Christ. Whatever's left come to Christ. So everything is so similar to one another and how it happens today before rain, the thundering, the darkness, the cloud. Everything is so related to one another, to the three days of darkness, the great tribulation. That if we start putting it together, it will make sense. My brother and my sister, it will make total sense. We just need to learn to study the word, but not ignore what God has been teaching us so far. Study the word of God, pray for wisdom and knowledge and revelation, and ask the Lord to help us understand the signs of the end, the events that are unfolding in the last days. Because there are so many unfolding in the last days that we may be ignoring some of them which God the not want us to ignore because when you ignore something, you put it away, you leave it behind, you don't compare it to what the word of God says, and you may be missing something. My brother and sister. And so, you know, it's not the word of God that anyone will perish. Not the word of God that anyone will perish. That that they will come to the knowledge of Christ. My brother and my sister. But there has to be a shakening. Years ago, people said, God needs to shake you in order for you to open your eyes. When you were in sin, you're dating this girl that you like, and you're going here and there, and and you're fornicating, and then the elder will say, "You, you need a shakening in your life for you to stop with your nonsense. Truly. That's basically what God is doing. He's shaking humanity to their knees. Because humanity is going on the weight of sin and the weight of evil and the weight of wicked and the weight of the pain. And God wants to deliver everyone from the pain. How he's going to deliver people from the pain unless he brings a shaking on their lives? Unless he turns the the earth upside down to awaken people to reality. My brother and sister. So, again, if you want to research more, uh, Isaiah 24 about the earth being... Uh, turning upside down, go ahead and study more, look at it more, because I'm telling you, this is about to happen, and we better know what is about to happen before it happens. Have a good understanding, because how do you prepare for it? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Brother David, who is in heaven with God. What a mighty word, what a mighty revelation to us, for us. Mighty word of God. Amen. The God that God, hallelujah, encourage us, tell us, my brother and sister, what is the benefit for our soul? And one of the great benefit for us is to praise the Lord, because God said that we were created for his praise, my brother and my sister. So it is it is good, it is great benefit for us to praise God, my brother and my sister. Shalom, the Lord's servant. Amen. So remember that it is not just only prayer. Remember to praise him always, every day, as much as you can. Amen. One thing the Bible says, do pray without ceasing. It doesn't say praise without ceasing. But praising is very important. That David, King David, praised God with all his might in front of the people, my brothers and sisters. They thought it was like, wow, why is he praising the way he praised God? because David loved the Lord. David was in a personal relationship with Jesus, with God, and praising him, hallelujah, was thanking him for everything God has done in his life, my brother and my sister. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Rivera, if you're able to come on and sing, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Praise you, mighty Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a great God. Okay, okay, sister. Uh, Your microphone is open. Go ahead. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay.
1: Can you Praise hear you me?
2: Praise you Jesus. Hello. Praise you Yeshua. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, I'm gonna start.
2: Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Okay.
1: Okay. Always <laughs> oh, when there seems to be no way. He's what's in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He'll be my side. He's closer to his side. Love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. We make a way Where the seems to be no way Words and ways we cannot see to take the way for me He will be my side He's so sweet to his side With strength for each other he will make a way. He will make a
4: way
1: And the wilderness to lead me. But in the desert, will I see? When the night will fade? God will still wait for more. He will feel something new today. God will make go a way, and I seem to be no way. The same ways we cannot see. He will be the way for me. He will be my guide, hold me worship to His side. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way, He will make a way. You may be here tonight,
4: but think God has forgotten you remind you that the Bible says God subscribed us each to follow. He's the God of the past. He knows where you've been. He's the God of the present. He knows where you are tonight. And He is the God of the future. He holds your future in His hands. You can trust Him tonight. With everything.
1: Make a victory tonight. God will make a way. Oh, God will make a way. Where there seems to be nowhere. way works away, he cannot see He will take away to me He will be my guide And he be me to his side Just so safe for each new day He will make away. way he will make a way, with love and strength for each new day, He will make a way, He will I'll make you to where you are, I just want to be where you are, in your dwelling place forever, to a place where you are, I just want to be with you, wanna be where you are, dwelling you. in your presence, sitting at your table, and surrounded by your glory, Thank in you. your presence. That's where I always want Thank to you.
2: be. Thank
1: you. I just want to be. <coughs> I just want to be with you See where you are Drawing daily in your presence Want to worship from afar Draw me near to where you are Oh Thank my you God You are my Thank strength you. and my song And when I'm in your presence So I'm you your always you always gone I just want to be Where you are In your dwelling place Forever Take Thank me to you Lord. your place where you are I just want to be with you I just want to be with you I just want to be I just want to be with you
4: Thank you. We want to be where you are. You. Dwelling in your presence. you, Thank
1: you. In your Thank you. You. Thank you. Thank you. We want to be you. where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Keeping you. at your table and surrounded by your glory. Thank you. In your presence. Hello. That's where you always want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be, want to be with you.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
1: I just want to be, I just want to be with you, I just want to be with you. Okay, thank you, brother.
2: You Lord. Okay, sister. Thank you.
1: Okay.
2: okay, thank you. Okay. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, mighty Jesus. Praise you, mighty Yeshua. So again, shalom, shalom. My brother, and my sister, thanks, Sister Regina. Amen for being so brave and come on and worship the Lord for all of us together. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You have to be brave for Jesus. That's what it that is. You have to say, hey, if the Lord wants you to do something, you do it. Amen. Praise you, Lord, because you're doing it for the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He is so good. Thank you, sister. Amen. Praise you, Yeshua. Thank you, God. I was taken to heaven this week, In this trip was surprising to me because the Lord Two three days prior to that, taking me to heaven, has shown me the wedding, and then he takes me to show me more. And I was like, and praying with him about two in the morning, Um, it was one forty, one fifty when I was asking the Lord, are you taking me to heaven? And it was a yes with joy, and I was surprised that he wanted to show me more about the wedding, You know, praise you Jesus, praise you Yeshua, amen, and he did, and and I'm glad, because in this time I saw so many brothers and sisters going home in the rapture, which I was shocked, shocked, okay, I'm going to go into the revelation, but I first want to go into the word, because the word of God has to be first, my brother, my sister, you know, uh, I'm thinking all this work we're doing for God is not in vain especially the Lord showing me that thousands of people listening to the Lord's hour are coming to heaven in the rush of departure. And he's showing that to me. It's not the first time He done this, and I know he does it to encourage me. It gives me such a joy that I'm not here wasting my time, wasting your time, my brothers and sisters, uh, that this is not a, just an entertainment it's a program, but it's not just an entertainment that, you know, people could be doing something else with our lives. But they're here to learn about Jesus and to come closest to him and to have a relationship with him, my brother and sister. These revelations have encouraged me so much, my brother and sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And he, he is so good. He knows my heart. Amen. My heart is for him. And let his will be done, my brother and sister. Amen. I'm always careful that I don't mislead anyone, misguide anyone. That I don't come here with story or false teaching. No, none of that. It's not my intention. It's not in my heart. I pray that out of my mouth, out of my tongue, he take control. In in the name of Jesus, his word will come out, not mine. His revelation. As he said to me, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. A few years ago, before COVID-19, Jesus took me to the wedding. I shared this here on the Lord's hour. We were walking together in heaven, my brother and sister, as we came out of the wedding. And Jesus was talking to me about coming back and sharing his word and his revelation. We were walking together as as two great friends. As my Lord he is, and I'm just a servant. My brother and sister, I was shaking with him that I'm doing his will, And he said, I'm sending you back, my son, and I want you to bring my word, continue to bring my word to them. In my revelation, I said, bow my head, yes, Lord. That's all I want to be, a servant to the Lord. My brother and sister, I've been told in heaven that a servant is a great thing. Revelation 21 says that his servant will serve him. So we're here to serve the Lord. My brother insisted. And, and for this, we are so grateful that he had chosen me, had chosen you to serve the Lord, my brother insisted. And, and there's great reward and that. You're going to see that in heaven very, very, very soon. Amen. I'm going to do my best to share everything I saw, what I experienced. When the Lord brings me home this time, they were already waiting for me. Angels and redeemed. My brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. But thank you, Jesus. I know some of you want to hear, amen, but I have to go into the word. Matthew 22, great banquet. My brother and sister, once again, Jesus used a story to teach the people, and this is contemporary English Bible. The kingdom of heaven is like what happened when a king gave a wedding banquet for his son. The king sent some of his servants to tell, uh, tell the invite guests to come to the banquet, and the guests refused. My Lord, my God, that God knows the heart of people. Even in the last moment, even in the last days, he knows who's going to say, yes, I'll come, and no, I'm not willing. He knows who's going to say yes. He knows who's going to say no, my brother and sister. And I don't know for why, because I'm still trying to understand the why, Why that God tells us that in the last days, those that were first will be last. And those that are last, the ones that really go home, becomes first. My brother, isn't that incredible? So the first people called to the wrath of the patch of the bride of Christ for some reason unknown to us refuses to come now. They don't believe in the rapture anymore. They don't. My brother and sister, the 700 founder back in the 60s when God called him, he said he, will, he He believe in the rapture and preached and preach and preached about the rapture. A few years ago, he said he stopped believing in the rapture. He was first, my brother and sister. He was first. How did he become last now? And last are the people that are going home, my brother and sister, in the great tribulation. How is it that the people that were called first to come home in the rats of the patch of the bride of Christ now end up staying in the seven-year great tribulation when they knew by the word of God how horrible it will be to stay behind, my brother and sister. How is it? How is it that they changed their mind? That first they say yes to the Lord when he called them. And now the last, right when Jesus is about to come now, any day, any moment, they are refusing to believe in the wrath of the pastures. I hope none of you listening to this message are one of them that used to believe in the wrath. But now, I'll get back to to your revelation about heaven. I join when you're talking about heaven. Oh, my Lord. My brother and sister, no. Be ready at all time, Jesus said. Pray and watch that you may be found worthy to escape, he said. My brother and sister, God help us. So, but the guest refused. He sent the other servant, hallelujah, to say to the guest, the banquet is ready. My cattle, price out. I've all been prepared everything is ready come to the banquet <clears throat> excuse me he oh, here's the attitude of ungratitude from them to their God but the guests did not pay attention they did not pay attention I don't want to hear about it oh I've heard about the rapture for so many years it had not happened yeah oh please well, go tell someone that, that story. They stopped believing. We're so close now. But these people stop believing. These gifts, these invited ones, these servants that were called for the rapture, God started early with them, 40, 50, My brother, 60, 70, 80 years ago, and now these are the people denying the rapture, the passion, of the bride of Christ. My Lord have mercy. Cause I don't want to fall into one like one of them I don't want to believe like one of them I struggle for years until the Lord assured me the Lord Jesus himself standing in front of me my rapture is biblical he says and opened up the Bible to me and when verse by verse showing me his rapture departure it's in my word he said hallelujah so how something that is in his word Can it be denied? With so many verses in the Bible. Where I will be, John 14, you will also be. I go prepare a mansion for you. He said, that where I will be, you'll be also. Ratchel departure. Midnight hour, Matthew 25. My brother insisted. So many verses about the rapture. My brother insisted. And these people in the last day that were first or last are staying in the great tribulation. God have mercy. But the one, the the guests did not pay attention. Hallelujah. Some of them left for their farm. Some went to the place of business. Others grabbed the servant, then beat them and killed them. Who are these people that get to kill the believers? That were first but they're last. You got a group of people. That works for the government. And, and various agency of the government now. Around the world. That were believers many years ago. That believe in the Russia, That the Lord called. Now they're backsliding. They don't believe in the Russia anymore. They got vaccinated. With COVID-19 by scene. And some already have the RFIB. And the Lord showed me a persecution coming for the church very soon. He took me out in the spirit this week. I found myself going to Houston, Texas. I never been to Texas. Well, physically, I've been there in the spirit. And I was driving a car there with my wife and my children in the back. And we were listening to the news, the radio. And they said on the radio that now the government has started a persecution, arresting the Christians. I immediately knew that my name would be on that list. My brother and sister, I turned around and went the Main Street in, in, in Houston, and I said to my wife, we're heading to North Carolina. But I said to her, I want you to drive the car back to North Carolina. I'm going into hiding. I'll meet you there. My wife refuses and said no to me. My brother and insisted. So a state police turned on his light behind us. They were able to recognize me. So I went to the side of the road and stopped. As the state police came over, I said to the state police officer, officer, how did you recognize me? Oh, I know who you are, Elvis Zapata. And now I saw he had a locked up in his hand. As he was talking to me, he had arrested me. I was in back of his trooper, and I said, officer, you don't mind me asking, how do you know about me? Oh, he says, we have one of our guys among you guys who will keep in track of you guys. Huh. And I said, "Will you mind telling me the name of this person, if you don't mind? At this moment, the officer gave me a mocking and laugh, and he says, "Bendenum." Sorry, the one that is, was part of them, that was one of them, hitting among us. He says, "Bendenum, bendenum, bendenum." I said, "Oh wow, oh wow, oh wow! God help us!" But what I heard was on radio. My brother and sister, that they were going after Christian minister first to arrest them and put them in jail, lock them up. My brother and sister, the government had just approved us. Shalom, Sister Tannis. Glad to see you here, sister. Just so incredible, my brother and sister, that these things are happening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God knows everything and everyone and he wants to reveal to us those among us that are not his that sometimes we listen to their teaching not knowing that they're like a two-edged sword against us my brother and sister be careful be careful you see certain people did not feel good about him they knew in their spirit they knew there was something wrong about this guy god have mercy my brother insisted. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew 22, 7, after the, he invited the guests to the wedding, but they refused twice to come and they killed the, the servant. Then this made the king so furious, he sent an army to kill those murderers and burn down the city. All this happened during the Great Tribulation. The church is not around to see the city being burned. But they will be burned. They will burn. My father insisted. They will burn. Then he said to the servant, It is time. See, God, according to Solomon in Ecclesiastes 3, has a time and a season when he does things under the sun. Hallelujah. And this is why the rapture did not happen 60 years ago or 70 years ago. Because it was meant for the last days. There was sign God gave back in the 80s, beginning 90s, that there will be a pandemic, God said through his prophet. And that there will be an evil by sin that will come after. My brother and sister, God spoke this through his prophet in 88, 91. Thou sayest the Lord, they say. There will be a pandemic. There will be an evil by thing after the pandemic, part of the evil one. Hallelujah! So God gave us Hallelujah signs for us to write down and say, "Okay, if for sixty-seven a year the the pandemic did not come, a lot of people thought maybe polio back in the eighties or earlier. They were they were other COVID." My brother insisted, before the 19 came, there was a 15. There were more early than that, but no one was sure which one it was. My brother insisted. But it will have to be the one who will bring the evil by sin. That would have to have the RFI, the, the, the nanotechnology in it, the, the modifying of the DNA. My brother insisted, it has, to be, it has to be in a specific one that came out in 2020, at the end of 2020. My brother insisted. See, the, the virus began in 2019, COVID-19. Right through the end of 2020, that's when the vaccine came. Vaccine, that supposedly, were, they came out with it in 18 months, when it's been around before that over 20 years or 30 years. But that's what they told the people. And that's what the people believe it happens. My brother and sister, God have mercy. God have mercy. They said to the servant, it is time for the wedding banquet. And he invite the guests, the invited guests, I'm sorry, don't deserve to come. See, God determine who deserves and when. And the right time, if people refuse it, that's it go out to the street corner, tell everyone you need to come to the banquet. They went on the street and brought in everyone that they could find, good and bad alike, the banquet room was filled with guests. Thank you, Lord. And when the king went in to meet the guests, he found one that wasn't wearing the kind of clothing for the wedding because the wedding clothing, it's our personal relationship with Jesus. It's daily repenting, weekly fasting. My brother insisted. It requires us to have a daily repenting, a daily relationship with Jesus and the Word. Hallelujah. Being holy, being separated from sin and evil. What you don't do or watch the movie you used to watch before. No more scary movie. No more violence movie. Now you're for the Lord. You're separated for Him. It requires separation, which means holiness. And that's exactly what holiness is, separation unto the Lord, my brother and sister. Everything that was consecrated in the temple of God, when the priest would take that instrument, whatever it was for the temple, God asked the priest that it would be consecrated. It was first anointed type of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and then it was put in a specific place in the temple, only to be used by the holy separated priests in the temple, my brother and sister. And that's what kept everything in the temple separated unto the Lord, holy, pure, without any contamination of sin or evil. And this is why when the high priest went in to do the sacrifice in the holy of holy, if he was not pure, if he was not consecrated, he will instantly die as he entered the Holy of Holies. He will be killed by Father. Father God is holy, 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 Bible insisted. Isn't that incredible? He is so holy that nothing sinful can come into his presence, Bible insisted. And now we need to know and understand. Thank you, Lord. This time when I was taken into heaven, Immediately as my eye was open, I was standing in heaven. I kept saying, I am, we're finally here. We're finally here. We're finally here, I kept saying. I looked around. The air was pure. Everything was pure. I knew immediately I was in heaven. And I kept saying, we're finally here. We're finally here. I was so joyful in this experience to be in there. My brother and sister, when I look back, When I looked behind me, I saw a great multitude of brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters. And I began to recognize some of them, or most of them, from the Lord's hour. I recognized Pastor Jane that was there with a multitude of brothers and sisters. And brothers and sisters there, I'm like, look at her, so-and-so. A sister from the Lord's hour, they approached me and said, Brother Elby, you said on the Lord's Tower, this place was glorious, and it truly is, just as you said on your program, Brother Elvie. I said, I'm glad, This place is amazing. She said, wow, Brother Elvie. Thank you, Lord. In front of us was standing a group of, a group of redeeming angels, and they, they began to speak to me and said, Elvie, the Lord, I want you to get the guests acquainted. As I looked in front of me, was the Lord's Hour Park. I was amazed. I said, this is the Lord's Hour Park that I've seen before. My brother and sister, and the Lord's Hour Park was full of instruments. The park, I know it's a big park, but it was full of instruments. And now the redeeming the angels are telling me, Elvie, the Lord wants you to get the the people acquainted that came in with you that they they have they have followed they have come in listening to your program they they have been made to come in made ready huh through your message the redeemed said I'm like through my because I was thinking through my message the lord message not my But okay they have come in, they had gotten ready through your message. Okay? All right. So I said to the brothers and sisters, follow me. First he said, they, "You since you've been here in different time, Elvie, you already know this area very well. They, you can get the guests acquainted. And I said, okay. I thought it was Okay. I'm still working in heaven. Follow me. And I began to walk around the park. And I began to see the park was full of instruments. My brother insisted. All instruments, as Psalm 50, 150 says, to praise the Lord with symbol. They have piano. I noticed a piano made like the best word possible that are so expensive down here. They, they cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're only for the wealthy and rich down here. In heaven, these amazing pianos are in heaven. Hallelujah. Ready to play for the celebration of the wedding of Jesus. My brother and sister. as my brothers and sisters are following me, as we're walking around, we're looking for a place around the low Tower Park where we can go in and... and become part of the celebration. But there were so many instruments ready for the celebration. I never seen so many instruments. And not just so many instruments. My brothers and sister, so many kinds of instruments I was looking at. My brothers and sisters. And I'm telling the brothers and sisters to go around with me around the Lord's Tower Park in heaven. And we're looking for an entrance so we can go in. Hallelujah. And be part of the celebration. Hallelujah. We walk around the road, the street, beautiful street, beautiful park was perfect. The grass was perfect. trees were perfect green. Perfect green grass. Hallelujah. My brother, it's just an amazing place. Prepare for the wedding. Ready. Not a single piece of trash in there. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Thank you, Lord. And brothers and sisters are following me there. Thank you, Lord. And as we go around, the more instrument, as we go around, the more instrument we see. Amazing instrument. I believe a lot of those instruments could have been from the 1800s earlier. Marble and sisters, because now everything is electronic down here. Marble and sisters. And the music is not even so beautiful as it used to be. And in heaven, all that is preserved beautifully, my brothers and sisters. And, and you can imagine when they play this instrument, how beautiful it's going to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys, for the wedding of Jesus. It's for the banquet of the Son of God. It's for the celebration of the Lord, my brothers and sisters. But every one of my brothers and sisters look young and they're 20. Sister sent to me a picture on on Facebook earlier from her 20, and she says, "Do you see us, Brother Elvie?" I ensured I saw everyone, and in heaven I will will be able to remember everyone by name. But as I come down back to this body, brothers and sisters, we are so limited down here to remembering all that information. Thank you, Lord, for His mercy. But don't be worried, don't be concerned, because very soon the bride of Christ, those that are last, those that have been waiting for the sounds of the shofar, the sounds of the trumpet, are going to be first. When the trumpet sounds, we're going to meet the Lord in the air. My brother insisted. We can already see all the signs of everything that is happening today. Hallelujah. Two days ago, the CBDC federal government Now app was released by Biden. Biden asked the federal, the federal bank to, re, to release that Now app online where companies and people can go and begin the CBDC. It began three days ago, I'm sorry, three days ago. My brother insisted. Immediately 150 companies joined. And hundreds of thousands of the customers immediately join. They're making every single transfer and everything free. Right now, banks are feet over people. And making the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Dollar, Antichrist Digital Dollar available for free for people to transfer money, it makes it really attractive to people. Everything is moving quickly. We were talking about this a week ago. How they were bringing this into place, my brother insisted. And now it's already starting to go into action. 150 nations, I believe it was, 115, already started this. Three nations started fully. And by July of this year, it was, we're like three, four months away from July still, My brother and sister, they could could not wait for July. They wanted to push it faster, faster. My brother and sister, these are are things that are happening this year that were prophesied over 50 years ago, that the first that were called to the rapture, that the first now became last, my brother and sister, could not wait for it because they waited 30 and 40 years and did not come to pass. And they say, oh, this ratchets is not happening. I, I can't wait anymore. And they become blessed. They, they become to stay in the great tribulation now. Instead of going home in the because they stop believing. And with God, if you want to approach God and his plan for us, it is by faith. Hebrews 11 6, God says very clear that without faith, it is impossible to please him. That he that cometh to God might believe that he is a rewarder of them that they seek him. God is about faith. The righteous God says shall walk by faith. Thank you, Lord. And it will please him. Without faith, you cannot please God. And those that stop believing in the rapture, immediately they stop pleasing God. They were first, now they become last. But those that are last now, I'm speaking with those that are last, that are still believing in the righteous. You become first, the Bible says. The last become first. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is about to return for his bride. They have made herself ready. They have believed no matter what. No matter the persecution. No matter what they raised. The bride of Christ has remained still believing in the Lord. When the older believer told them, oh, we went believing it for so long and nothing happened. My brother insisted. They believe in the digital currency back in the 50, 40, 60. Oh, when is it gonna happen? It's gonna take so much to get there, they say. We're never gonna see this. And yeah, a lot of people are older today, but they are beginning to see it now. It is way it is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in King. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust his men. Curse is the man that trusts in men. The word of God says. My brothers and sisters, they should have trusted the Lord no matter what the government said. No matter what was happening, they should have trusted the Lord. But they stopped trusting the Lord. And they began to trust in King, the government. They began to trust in men, the governors. My brothers, their politicians, the senators, the congressmen. They began to trust in them, forgetting them that through them, the CBDC was going to come through. The digital dollar was going to come through. My brother and sister, the RFID was going to come through. The COVID-19 vaccine was going to come through. My brother and sister, trusting in the Lord, curses the man that trusts in man. They curse themselves when they put the trust in man and their technology. My brother and sister, God wants us that no matter what men come out with, to us, it don't matter what man says or what man does. It only matters what God says and that we stay in faith, and that we believe His promise, My brother, and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Of course, it's not easy. A lot of times we know it's easier to say it than to believe it. But we have to repent daily, doubt, pride, doubt, and unbelief. We have to commit ourselves to the Lord no matter what we see, no matter what people say, even in our own family, even if we have someone close to us who say, I don't believe anymore. We have to continue to walk by faith, my brothers and sisters, because our faith is in the Lord, not in men. Hallelujah. As I said before, Act 11, 1, Saul was consenting unto his death when Stephen was being killed. At that time, there was a great persecution against the church which was in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad through the region, Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. My brother insisted. See, there was a persecution. The rest of the church ran. Where do I hide? Where do I go? But there was a protection over the apostle. Except the apostle. My brother, the apostle with the 12 that walked with Jesus. There was only 11 left. Everybody was running for their lives. The apostle had the protection of God. My brother insisted. Jesus fought for us. Remember Peter? And John being in jail, and they were worshiping, and the chain came down, and an angel of the Lord was sent to get him out of prison. Supernatural things began to happen, my brothers and sisters, as they trusted in the Lord. The Lord showed me that in the days to come, not to worry about food, money, or anything. He showed me we had a group of brothers here in North Carolina, in, the, in my living room. We were we were about to have supper and all oh, we had empty empty pot on the table a big table for eight people at least it we were about 12 my brother insisted and, and if you look by the natural eye there was no food but if you look by the spiritual eye the table was full of food and we began to hold hands and we pray, and we say god we're asking you to supply our food now make food appear over this table hallelujah in order to son everything we were asking for, the food that we desire, hallelujahs, praise you Jesus, appear on the table cooked to our liking. I like it well done, by the way. It appeared well done for me. My fish was well done, my brothers and sisters. And I like my fish with coleslaw. And it had the coleslaw right there next to it. Hallelujahs. Everything I like my fish with it, it had it right there delicious cook to perfection the best cook out of heaven cooked it for us, our Lord our God, hallelujah, who loves our soul, the lover of our soul, cook our meal. My brother insisted year before this, we were worrying about how we can gonna keep food. Remember hallelujah, Brother Ben and I, in our previous house, we put a lot of water. Bottles of water under the house, gallons of water, purified water. And we forgot that when the summer heat comes and hit the home, all that water was drying away. A lot of the gallon exploded, had a hole, and the water just went out. Most of the water, they all went bad. My brother and sisters, what was God teaching us through it? For us not to save? No, for us to be wise. My brother Hallelujah. And to continue to believe and wait on the Lord, trust Him by faith. Hallelujah. Every time God says, save, 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 hallelujah, it's like we go crazy. How do we do this? How do we do that? We never say, all right, let's ask the Lord what He means when He says, save. Thank you, Lord. We don't go back to the sender. We try to figure out on our own. Hallelujah! And the Bible says we not to lean on our own understanding, but we keep leaning on our own understanding. Trust the Lord with all thy heart, Proverbs says, and do not lean on thy own understanding. But somehow every time God speaks, we turn around and we lean on our own understanding. We never say, well, let me fast and pray and let me ask the Lord, what does he mean that I should be saving food? Because then we, we Brother Ben and I kept studying online, how to buy food. That will last many years. Then Brother Ben found a sign online, line, a sign online line that said, oh, you you can buy this food that can last you 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. and will not go back. It comes already sealed, cooked, ready for you. It was like, uh, that makes sense. See, in the wisdom of God, God will reveal you the way. But in our own understanding... We, we all damage stuff. We will damage food. We're, we spend hundreds of dollars and, and all go bad, and then you're all sad and broken, and, like, you know, we save all this food or this water. It all went bad. No, no, no. God already has people who he has spoken to to prepare these food that are sealed that can last even after 50 years, 10 years. My brother insisted that it will not go bad on you. God already had those people. He's already spoken to them to do this. When you speak to those people, they already say, oh, no, God already told us to do this. And they got these food available. If you can find their patient, order it and just have it. But even Amazon already have it in eBay where you can order some of this food. My brother and sisters, it's always asking the Lord to lead us, guide us, teach us, reveal to us. When it talks about the virgin, 10 virgin, five were wise. They were not all foolish, five or wise, meaning that we in the Lord can learn how to do things right. Yes, free dry food is good. Hallelujah. God already has spoken to people on how to prepare food that will last many years. But if you don't know about these people or about these foods that are prepared, when you ask the Lord, the Lord, hallelujah, one way or another will get you there will get you to receive the knowledge and understanding. I have prayed for things that in prayer the Lord give me the answer to. My brothers and sisters. God has a way or oh, a dream God can show you in a dream. It's just not leaning on your own understanding, not already saying, Oh well, I already know what I need to do. Because having that happens to you. God tells you to do something and you already think, Oh, I don't know, I already know what I need to do. Not necessarily. Amen. Amen, sister. Sister says she's been canning all kinds of food. There you go. Canning is another way to preserve food for a year or more. Amen. My brother and sister, so there's so many ways to do it. We just need to ask the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Act 1119. Now those who've been scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose in the account of Stephen, travel as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, Preaching the word to none, but unto the Jew only. Now, not only they were focused on the Jew to evangelize them, which it was wrong, because God is the God of all. God wanted to save all. Jesus died for all on the cross, that they all may be saved. My brother insisted. Now they just focus on the Jew. Second mistake. They're running. They're scattered, and they're focusing only on on a certain group, my brother and sister, which we have to be careful just focusing on a certain group of people, because God has all kinds of people he wants to reach out to and say, Shalom, Sister Renee. It's very, very important. We understand that God's heart is for everyone. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God. Hallelujah, Act 1350, But the Jews stirred up and devoured honorable woman. chief men of the city, raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and spelled them out of the border. Now as Paul has become, so has become Paul. He was now part of the persecution of those that were running for their lives but still preaching the gospel. So those that got scattered, God used us being running to other nations, to use them to reach out to other people that needed to be in safe. And that's exactly what they were doing for God. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for good. I believe the persecution soon in America and around the world that is coming around, that is coming against the church, God's going to use it. Whether we end up in jail or in the FEMA camp, we're going to preach the gospel like never before my brother and sister, the movement of God is going to be greater. I tell you this, but this is not going to be for too long. Because there's a three days of darkness coming, where God's going to use to remove the wicked from the earth. And the three days of darkness, the wicked are going to be removed. My brother and my sister, this is why now this is the chance and opportunity to seek the Lord with all thy heart. And not lean on your own understanding. Because I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, three days of darkness are coming. A great day of revivals are coming also, like we never seen before. But before God's going to shake the nations, I know there are people saying, all oh, the three days of darkness are not biblical. Well, they happened in Egypt, and before that, where the Moses got the, the, the revelation of the three days of darkness. See, when Moses told the people about the three days of darkness, it was the first time that ever happened on the earth. But the children of Israel this time believed the prophet of the Lord Moses. They believed that what he was speaking was from God. My brother insisted, because God's not going to say a good thing to his prophet and then say a bad thing. That made no sense. That's not biblical. It is not. Hallelujah. When God chooses a man or a woman to speak through, whatever God says through them, He bring to pass, my brothers and sisters. And so Moses stand in front of the people and tell them to mark the post of their entrance, because three days of darkness. For three days and three nights, the angel of death will pass through Egypt and will kill the firstborn. You didn't hear nobody raising the hand and says Moses, prove to us. In the writing of all the prophets, or anyone else, from Genesis to now, where do you get your teaching, Moses? Where do you get this writing of the three days of dying? You're going to have to prove it to us, or we're not going to believe you. Well, that's that's what people are doing today, my brother and sister. They didn't do that to Moses. They believed Moses, that God was speaking through him. And now, in this last day, God, Jesus still... Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is still the same that spoke to Moses, speaking through us, to his people. And you got people questioning the three days of darkness, whether it is of God or not. My brother insisted. But before you ask whether it is of God or not, before you go into the word of God, which it is in the word of God, you need to go to the Lord in prayer and fasting as the prophet of old. I say, search through the Holy Spirit what was said about the coming of Jesus. And they got all the revelation through Isaiah to many other prophets, that the Messiah will come, that he will be born through a virgin, my brother and sister. But when they heard Nazareth, they, they were shocked, my brother and sister, Jesus of Nazareth. Because no, no good thing supposedly came out of Nazareth. Nazareth was not well known. My brother insisted, and to believe that he will come through Nazareth as they said, it was something unbelievable. But with God, all things are possible. My brother insisted, and, and if God said through Nazareth, through a virgin, He will be born, as He said through Isaiah the prophet, that was going to happen. My brother said, Isaiah prophesied. But here's the thing: as they continue to study the prophecy of Isaiah. Hallelujah. Because to the people, the first, the first book of Moses are 100%, 100% believable. But the other prophet, they call Miner's prophet, my brother insisted. But Isaiah was well known, because not only Isaiah prophesied to the people, Isaiah was the prophet next to King David, my brother insisted. Yes, Samuel, one of the greatest ones who was a judge, anointed David. But God appointed Isaiah to David, kingdom. Not anyone can approach the king. But when King David's sin chose the woman of a man who he sent to be killed, God sent the prophet Isaiah to reveal his sin and rebuke his sin. My brother insisted, I say I had no problem going to visit David. David welcomed Isaiah as one of his own. David respected Isaiah as a prophet of the Lord, not as it is today. Prophet of the Lord are not respected today anymore as it was in the time of David. Isaiah comes to David, my brother and sister, and Isaiah began to tell David a story about a man that had a lamb and about another man who had many lambs but wanted the lamb of that man to kill it for his guests. My brother insisted, to so David, this action was so unrighteous, was so wicked with this man who took a land from a family who was part of the family, who was raised as a child, as a part of the family. My brother insisted, David was angry. My brother insisted. And he said that the man David declared as a king. Remember the king, whatever the king declared, supposed to come to pass 100%. It's whatever the president said, it, it is written. And they say it is written, so it will be so. So David arise and said that the man that has done such a thing, until I say I finish with his story, shall be killed. Babylon brother and sister. And Isaiah looked at David and said, that man is you. Hallelujah. That man is you. Hallelujah! Little were you in the eyes of God, when God had chosen you. Hallelujah! And God has given Him so much, and God would have made His kingdom greater. Disobedience and sin steals our blessing in God. My brother and sister, God would have given David much more, after God already has given Him so much. My brother and sister, I don't believe also disobedience and sin steals so much of our